let's welcome. Welcome back to the Freedman Podcast. It is Monday, October 4. Happy Labor Day. Uh, is that what today is? That is what, I don't know what, like, does anyone know the history of what? Labor Day? <laughs> I have no idea, except I know that it's a week earlier in Perth, which is where most of the staff are. So everyone was beavering away working. I was getting emails and Slack updates all day. It's like, guys, come, come on. It's Labor Day. Don't you know you shouldn't wear one after Labor Day? <laughs> is Perth the capital of the Republic of West Australia? I think I, I've, I think I've been there in the before time. <laughs> the long, long ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, welcome to the new version of the Freeband Podcast. So if you want to hear our themed uh, episode, check out the episode that we released uh, either yesterday or the day before. I don't know. I'm trying to... It was time, pretty good. I'm trying to time jump here because yeah. I'm not very good at it. But we recorded our uh, countdown as well as our beer review in our other episodes. So go and check it out. Let's jump straight into it, boys. It's been a big week in the world of politics in Australia, uh, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't mean we don't have our feats of manliness. So I'm going to start with Phil. Yep. What did you do that was manly this week, my friend? So um, it was less about a a doing action and more of a being action. Yes. Um, Okay. And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> really what I have to say tonight, boys, and I'm going to get a bit of extra light here, is just look at this fucking beard. Look oh, at yeah? this thing. Mm. Look at this fucking beard. I'm telling you. Hold on. Let me get even more light. I know this will be great <laughs> for the listeners. Look at this Holy thing. Holy shit. Look at this thing. Why do you have so many lights in that little room? Are you on the shitter right now? Is that what's going on? This is How many lights does your shitter have, Adzo? <laughs> it's, got, it's got the heater one. It's got the two lights. It's got the true. little light over the over Valid. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's got the ring light for when he records it. Uh, <laughs> 100%. But seriously, I mean, it doesn't get much more manly than this. It's a Look big at beard. this thicket of a beard and with gray streaks going through it and everything it's uh you know i mean i mean this lockdown's been going a while my first attempt at at trimming the beard myself into shape went horribly wrong so i haven't been game enough to do it again and uh so i'm just letting it i'm just letting it grow yeah and uh no matter how uncomfortable it was in the heat today i'm letting it grow yeah full ned kelly mate and it looks great absolutely i'm just uh i'm thankful that you went down a, a, a different path to I stepped into the gym. I thought about the gym. <laughs> I spoke to someone called Jim. I bought I'm, a pair of shorts. I'm, I'm, I'm put them on boys. at some point. <laughs> have you put? Have you put the? Have you put your gym membership into your garage with you know that guitar <laughs> yeah. you tried to play and your unicycle? unicycle. Yes, <laughs> yes. Your I kung took, fu gi. I took my uh, I, I took my t my outdoor TRX thing, and I was like, "Well, lockdown's over in a week, you son of a bitch!" and threw it off the balcony. Good, yeah, it's I a good time. You. Oh man, I miss your balcony. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. there's some good times there. Soon, soon, soon. Yeah, soon, you soon, boys will soon. be you boys will be back in the playhouse soon enough. Uh, all right, I'll go because I think I always yeah. then hand it to Adam, and then I finish. So I'll go. All right, my uh, my fi- it's interesting. The world okay. is an interesting place. Uh, firstly, I want to say my my feats of manliness could be uh, live. Is there a live? There's a thing called live streaming or live potting. Um, I guess they just call it radio. Um, <laughs> yeah. My my feat of manliness could be could be happening right now as I try to drink this uh, Bacchus Black Plums 15.1 percent Islay Edition Fruited Imperial Stout. If I can finish mm. this, that is definitely my manly feat of the week. 
But, by the way, check out the other podcast episode for more details. It's um, very good. But uh, I thought, <clears throat> now, I mentioned it's Labor Day today. So it was a public holiday and I had an incredible time with the family. We were in the park. We saw some friends. Uh, it was a lovely day. I rode with uh, my son to Centennial Park from our house. We rode home. Uh, when I came home, I was feeling like I needed to do some housework. I conquered some of my fear of heights. Uh, by cleaning the windows on our second floor, I got this ladder yeah. from the neighbor, and that was actually quite scary. Adam, you know, I'm I'm a bit fearful of heights, and you're a little uh, funny with heights, yeah, yeah. Except, except I mean, after a couple of beers, you're not. But after a couple of beers, and, and the fact that I'm a pilot doesn't make too much sense. But it's true. <laughs> on buildings, I don't like them. I cleaned the I cleaned our cars. I did the gardening. I did all that stuff, and I actually said to uh, to my wife, I said, you know, those are my manly feats of the week. And she actually said, this is interesting, she actually said, well, actually, I think your manly feat of the week was today as well, but it's when you took not just your children, but everyone else's children on a bike ride around Centennial Park. So um, I had my bike there and all the kids had brought their bikes. So ranging from the age of four to let's say eight years old. So there were six kids and they all wanted to go on a ride and it's car free day. So I said, yeah, look, you know what? I'll take them for a ride around the park. And Lindy actually said, that's actually fairly attractive in a man. I said, what? And she's like, when you really showcase, I suppose, fatherhood. And I will say when I was riding around the, uh, and protecting, I suppose, kids. And when I was riding around the park, I was getting a lot of uh, nice smiles, a lot of nods. Yeah. Mm. You know, when you're, it's kind of, it's probably, you know, similar to, just that sort of knowledge you get when you're a dog owner and you go to a dog park and people like your dog and they look at you and go, that's a good dog. <laughs> not my with, dog, mate. Not your dog, not buddy. <laughs> buddy. Oh, buddy. Yeah. But oh, with Jesus. me, it was, uh, I'm riding, you know, I have a, a mixed race uh, f- friend couple, so the child clearly isn't mine. Uh, so people looking at me going, there's a man who's looking after probably two of his own kids and four that aren't, just yep. having a good time, making sure everyone's safe. And uh, my, hats off to my wife who's like, that was that was pretty manly of you. So uh, that's my manly feat of the week. So you basically escalated from dad to the power of two to dad to the power of six for a bike ride around <laughs> Centennial. And women and, love uh, it. And, and I like to it. think you were you were riding along doing finger guns to all the people, yeah. and particularly any good looking woman nearby. Like, check me out. Yeah, this is what he I'm was Toby McGuire in Spider Man Three, That's finger gunning his way around. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> When you have children, the irony of it is that you generally become more appealing to, you know, a lot, a lot of women who like see that as a, as yep. a father figure and see that a man whose values are in the right place. And you're yep. like, sorry, I'm taken. I'm yep. taken. This is all wasted. Look, my... Uh, I had the same experience, but anyway. My, my, uh, my <laughs> Going through uni with my best mate who had kids early and watching the way the women would swoon when he talks about his family and I'm yeah. there going, I'm the single one. For fuck's sake. Hey, so I'm single yeah. and available. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck, off. fuck off, Phil. I'll give you kids. <laughs> Tell me more about your little one. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, do, I do get that sort of cluckiness. I take mm. my daughter out uh, just about every Monday. We do the weekly glo- grocery shop together and mm. she's in, in a carrier on the front of me and she likes to push the trolley and I hand her each item out of the, you know, here's an avocado and you know, make her put it in the trolley gently and I get no. Mostly from 65 to 85-year-old women, but they love me for it. 
It's like, and who's this little one? And then they grab her leg and realize she's in a cast and they think I'm some kind of monster. I didn't, um, I didn't realize that she, Sheena Easton shopped in your supermarket. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> shout out other podcast up this week. So my one is a little sentimental, and I, I do come back to the fact that my my poor little my poor little girl's in a in a cast at the moment, and my manly feat is actually allowing myself to be astonished uh, again by my child to learn lessons from my child. So a little background info, I guess. My daughter broke her leg about four weeks ago. wasn't a big uh, wasn't a big thing. Fell off a, uh, a one foot off the ground climbing frame, landed badly. Anyway, I've mentioned this all before, but she's in a cast. It's up to her thigh. She can't bend her knee at all. It goes down to the middle of her foot. She can't bend her ankle at all. But in the last four weeks since she's had the accident, she's now taught herself to walk, to run, to mm. climb onto the couch, to climb mm. a ladder up on a slippery dip. And as of yesterday, Saturday, as I day before yesterday, Saturday passed, she's now learnt how to ride her scooter again. And it has been a truly astonishing thing to see the resilience of an 18-month-old little girl moving yeah. from frustration to acceptance and then overcoming all of, the, all of these obstacles. And I think about how easily I can be stopped dead when things don't go my way, when they don't go to plan. And seeing her, I was humbled. I was intensely proud at the same time watching her fall and fall and fall again and again and not give up until she was comfortable on her feet again. So manly feet, my manly feet, a valuable lesson learned from an 18-month-old girl. Exactly to my point a couple weeks ago when I talked about how the Paralympians were not my heroes of the week because I hate all of them for making me feel like I yeah. have achieved nothing and, and give up really easily. Yeah. You know, it, it is amazing what humans, given a situation, no matter the age, I guess what you're saying is no matter what the age is, given, you know, adversity, given challenges, you know, most humans will face those challenges and life, as, as a great John Hammond once said, life finds a way. And mm. your daughter has face challenges, you know, at a young age. And nobody wants any kids to face challenges like that. Um, but sadly, a lot of children face even greater challenges than that oh, at that sure. age. And she has found a way and, you know, she's taking it in a stride. And no doubt that is a challenge for you and your wife. And obviously, it's it's got its moments. But one of the silver linings out of that is that it's making your daughter more resilient. And you're seeing this beautiful side that you never thought you would see. So that's a beautiful takeaway, dude. But I still hate the Paralympians. So there's nothing. <laughs> I can see if I was a you know an Afghanistan war vet and both of my legs got blown up by a landmine, I probably wouldn't be signing up for the hundred meter dash. No, you. But these up. guys do. Yeah. They yeah, regularly do, and it's yeah. it's astonishing. So yeah, but the, bringing it back home, watching just a, a little girl find her feet again has been amazing this week. A hundred percent. Your eighteen month your your eighteen month old daughter showing more more manly resilience than than you possess. <laughs> more um, is is uh, she's 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 the manliest one of us this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, although you're showing a fair whack of manly humility to uh, to look upon that and be like, oh yeah, I got a bit to learn from her. Uh, I fuck do. that. Do you reckon she could finish off a Black Plum's Eyelay edition fruit and materials out at 15.9%? I mean, it kind of tastes like juice, man. Yeah, she's not that manly, boys. <laughs> Can I put in the new manly feat of the week? The fact that I'm cha- I'm I'm washing down uh, Black Plum's Eyelay with uh, a hazy mid just as my sort of chaser after every sip. I got a Negroni over here I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm having to return to every now and then just a 
clear the smoky plum flavor out of my mouth. We're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to dry you boys out post lockdown. All right, Phil, strap us in. From the fat team to you, this is the Freedman Podcast. Strap in, gentlemen. Hero of the week, and it is an obvious one from me. It is our queen, Gladys. Uh, She died on the sword. She did it for the strange. You know, at the end of the day, she just wanted to get a little do-re-mi. At least I respect her for that. I respect her for that. And uh, I don't know too much about politics. I'll be honest with you. I'm a simple man with simple values. Uh, It's been quite heartwarming to see that. I think they're calling the... Bricklier stands. Um, oh yeah, here. yeah. They're the the supporters of, of Gladys. There's a big uh, change.org uh, petition going out there for us to reinstate Gladys. I, I don't think that's how things yeah. work. Um, oh God, links that on Facebook. Yeah. It's like yeah, click here and just get yeah. Gladys back. I'm like, but she quit. Yeah, she quit. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's how it works either. In in, in the you know, how do we change game. her mind? I think at least I mean she'd be chuffed to see it. I would think. And and I think you know that's it. That the reason why she's my hero of the week, not because uh, of my view on her, which as you guys have known, I've been very supportive since the start, yeah. uh, as, as I think a lot of us have. Um, but it's more the fact that she just martyred herself in such a great way. She just like, oh fuck this! You guys want to do this? I'm gonna. I mean, in a way, um, it's 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 bloody annoying because you know, don't leave us at this point, please. Like we're so close. You know? I mean, if anything, she deserves to see it out. She deserves to see it till she Monday does. next week. But yeah. if uh, and if that was my initial thought, and then I was like, you know what? If that was me, and I can make ICAC look like a right geese, <laughs> and I can basically martyr myself and look like. I am the I am the total victim here and get even more emotional support. And I'm sure look, she's definitely done some things wrong. But it's from what I understand, it's almost like a parking ticket. We, you don't, we don't go know. to jail for we a parking know. ticket. We That's don't know. Thing. We don't know. She could have been selling poison milk to school children. But we don't know not, yet. I think it's what? fairly obvious that she didn't, but whatever. But regardless of it, and I look. As we said, this does not age well. It's a great meme. It could work for this podcast. But at this stage, it's looking like she's probably guilty of a few minor things. But whether that, you know... <laughs> light <is the> treason. <laughs> light treason. <laughs> whether that deserves the, uh, the, 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 the what she's received, is, is, is time will tell. Time will be the judge on that. But in terms of like, at least at this point, just going, hey, you know what? I'm going to make you guys look like a bunch of assholes. I'm going to get the emotional support behind me. And I'm going to have people creating a change.org, which we all know. If you've got a change.org <laughs> survey about you, you've kind of made it, right? You've made it. That's you've the point where it. you've made it. Yeah. So Gladys to Queen Gladys, you are yeah. my all. Um, she's like the queen in uh, Game of Thrones. I would follow her. She's got her dragons. Uh, and oh, Daenerys. I am, I am Sir Daenerys Berejiklian. Yep. And uh, and to you, you're my hero of the week nominee, Gladys. Wow. Look, and, and and for me, what a what an impossible bastard of a situation mm. when you're looking in on this because, like, and and Barilaro even was out today saying, look, ICAC couldn't hold this back. It's it's because you you can't. It's yeah. it's it's the judgment came when it came that this needed to be done, and and from a politics point of view, they'll always tell you it's not the time. 
And I think it is clear that there must have been misconduct. Otherwise, it's a, it's a one-month inquiry. You'd just weather it. Um, and so she's she's dropped the mic for maximum fuck you, ICAC. Mic drop. Um, yeah. You know, fuck you, ICAC potential. But as as it appears, we're talking about multi-million dollar grants going in places they weren't supposed to go. So that's not great. But at the same time, we've talked about this before. I'm like, I, I, you know, I was talking with a friend about this yesterday. I'm like, could we just like have a press conference where we go up and we go, we're not saying that anyone is ever allowed to get this ever again, right? <laughs> we're not saying we condone corruption. We're not saying that anybody else ever doing this again won't, including Gladys. But has she not earned one get out of jail free card? Yeah. Get Just out one. Free card, bro. Well, Hashtag get out of jail. She yep. she has surfed every aspect of COVID perfectly. And I'm like, yep, she done fucked up some time ago. And in any other circumstance, get out. Because it needs to be clear to any young politician not to do this shit. Um, and not to get not to go that way. But I just feel like the get out of jail free card for navigating 18 months of brutal pandemic with absolute panache and grace might just earn you a once off to be able to say, yep, I'm just going to own up in the inquiry and we're going to let it slide. Um, I think but, we just uh, started a hashtag. You know, that's not bro. how it works. I think we that's just started a hashtag. I mean, that's hashtag. a long fucking hashtag. Hashtag get out of jail free. <laughs> get out of jail free. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Nice that's one. True. Done. Yep. Easy. Uh, and so. Yeah, okay. Home, so. Baby. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I I do love Gladys, but I wanted to go completely Fine. Uh, as far away from that as I could. It's been, you know, very delicate in the household at the moment with all the news. But what I'd like to do now is I'd like to talk about conceptual Danish artist Jens Harning. Mm. And I think you'll soon see why he's my hero of the week. Oh, Harning. Jen. What are you up to? Buddy? Jens Harning. Harning is a fairly eccentric artist who is known for using actual cash currency as the medium he's he's often creating pieces highlighting inequality and then with a little extra punch he uses actual cash stuck to the canvas as his medium of choice so this one museum the kunsten museum of modern art in alborg denmark figure hey time for a commission and organized $84,000 in cash for the artist to create for them two pieces in his signature traditional style but when they opened the crate this week and looked inside they found two blank canvases from harning the artist with the commissioned artwork simply titled take the money and run (laughs) so perhaps there's some significance that money can't buy you Uh. art perhaps there's a little cynical little nod from the artist to his public that statements can be made in all sorts of ways i don't know it's all horseshit to me i don't understand art but for taking the 84 grand delivering two blank canvases with a pithy little quote, he is my hero of the week. And that very much for me goes on the pile of fuck, I wish I'd thought of that. Yes, you know, so every good. Again, someone does something, you're like, fuck, I wish I'd thought of that. Like that it's, dickhead uh, that sticky taped the banana to the wall and charged $120,000 yes. for it. I should have, yeah. I, I could have been that banana guy. Yeah, well, you know what? I could, he's winning. Phil, you're going to top that? um definitely not i think he's done it again i mean he's very much this is it's definitely got the kfc flavor to it that one (laughs) um after last week's but for me the hero of the week is um and it's 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 unclear on the full set of who they are if you say at this point 
I swear to God. Beard again. It's it's Sir Alex Ferguson wearing my beard. Uh, no, it's, it's the uh, it's the huge network of journalists behind the Pandora Papers leak. Oh it's on, yes, it's on Four Corners tonight. So it's been on while we've been recording this show. I haven't mm. seen the details of it yet, but apparently, um, you know, from the initial reports that were coming out, you're talking about like like at least tens, if not hundreds, of journalists keeping this under wraps for six months while they went through the files to get clear on another big round and tranche of the offshore uh, tax avoidant bullshit that people get up to. Yeah, um, You may have heard of the Panama Papers. This is basically the, the sequel to that. And exactly. let's not forget that the journalist that broke the story of the Panama Papers was, was found dead in his car. Like, this is serious yeah. shit. This is serious playing shit. with the biggest, most powerful people in the world's ability to hide their money offshore, yes. to hoard it like a fucking dragon from a Tolkien book. Yeah. Uh, it's despicable that they can't pay their fair share when they expect so much back from society. So, yes, fantastic pick. 100%, 100%. And and really, when things like this come around, it, even though there's there's challenges in the world of journalism and media and we get frustrated at the clickbaity bullshit and all that sort of stuff, it's just good to know there is some very real journalism alive and well that's just continuing and continuing and continuing to put the pressure on these things. So, yeah, yeah they're, my, they're my absolute heroes of the week. It's, it's, it's detailed work. It's intense work. It's brave work. And uh, good on them. Good call. Uh, that that the Panama Papers. That was the one. That was a movie that came out with uh, Meryl Streep. I think in it. I watched it. It was. Uh, oh really? Any time when it's like that, I feel angry. I feel angry. Why? Oh yeah. Why do they get away with it? They, this this world is their oyster, and we're just but the. Uh, they already have everything. They already have everything. They're like, you know what? I'm not going to do. I'm going to pay tax either. Yeah. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take everything. Good call. This is why these guys are all psychopaths. Anyway, an honourable mention goes 100%. to also the uh, the speaking in that sort of light. The honourable mention goes to the uh, the chick who was the whistleblower for Facebook who came out today. She's been named as the uh, as the person who released all these documents, which showed that surprise, surprise, Facebook is doing a lot of the things just for money. You have to understand, Facebook likes money. Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> and its shells love right. money. But what you yeah. have to understand is sometimes they use our data for money. In absolutely any way that they possibly can, yeah. good, bad, or otherwise. Or otherwise. Y- you uh, might actually have problems with this, but have you also considered money? Money. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good point. Obviously, obviously, the journalists have done a fantastic job, but of course it goes to the conceptual artist. Thank you very for, much. Uh, for just just saying fuck you. And, sticking and it. Sticking yeah. it to Jens Harning. You're stuck in it to Denmark. And the entire our community, God bless you. Sorry, no arguments Gladys. here. Sorry, journos. <laughs> Eighteen months of pandemic. Sorry, Gladys. <laughs> In my <laughs> traditional self, I haven't got a dad joke of the week. So I haven't got a dad joke. I've got one that's actually on point to a bit of bit of media and oh, uh, and, and people people breaking and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, three conspiracy theorists walk into a bar. You can't tell me that's just a coincidence. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. I like okay. it. So, okay, well, so we've had a bit of a Scottish theme going on at the moment with our it's review of the, that one. the yeah. Bacchus Isla. What did we say? Uh, Isla, the Bacchus Isla, Isla plum. So, I yeah. figured I'd stay on theme. So, in this case, I got a bit of a Scottish joke. Yeah. Nice. So, nice. what is the difference between a Rolling Stones song and a Scottish farmer? Okay. The Rolling right. Stone song says, hey, you, get off my cloud. And the Scottish farmer says, 
Hey, McLeod, get off my you. <laughs> oh, two weeks in a row of sheep yeah, fucking sheep jokes. Yeah, sheep fucking jokes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's quite impressive. That's, that's, quite, the, that's impressive. quite the hot streak there, Adzo. <laughs> I've only got more. <laughs> Pick another race. Oh, Lord help us all. Bet they fuck sheep. <laughs> all right, so if you're new to the pod, you'll have to tune in to next week to see if Adam can continue the sheep fucking thing. <laughs> all right, uh, well, then I'll come up with one. Um... <laughs> Just real, we're basically saying when it comes to sheep fucking, how long can Adso go? Um, so, yeah. you know, that's. Uh, I don't think we really want to think about that statement in too yeah. many directions. Did you hear about the giant seal that led the Scots uh, to victory against the English? You mean William Walrus? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> what, does, what, do, what does Scottish babies sleep in? I don't a know. Scot, a Scot. No. Okay. No. All right. Uh, moving, moving, moving on um, immediately. Yeah, fair enough. I was just I made that up on the fly. I know you did, and that's what a dad joke should be, yeah. but put a bit more effort in yeah. next time. <laughs> I had a cold, and my, my uh, the Scottish man had a cold, and he was his nose was filled with Scott. No, still no. Still I no. see the line of what you're trying to do, and just please stop. Okay. Just stop. Just stop right now. <laughs> if you could just Scott right now. That'd be great. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue the music. All right, you've got to be fucking kidding, right? It's our little sports section. Uh, yeah, big week. Big week. Big week for sport. Big, did big I, week. Did I, did I have, have the Panthers At as no much? no point did you think that the Panthers were going to make it. Yeah. You had the storm, you had the bunnies, and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. You said something about Nathan Cleary not being any good anymore. I think he I think he had the Panthers last season. And then uh, and yeah. Then, and then this then season they flubbed it in the finals, didn't they? That's last it. Year. Yeah. That's did, it. And then this season he's gone those idiots. <laughs> those idiots aren't going anywhere, he said. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well I will so welcome to our sports section. Uh you're fucking kidding, right? So who is saying you fucking couldn't write in the sporting world this week? Uh, everyone in my betting competition that I'm in. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, really? Yes. Why don't you I name mean, yourself here of the fucking week as well? Yeah, you're out of your piece of shit. shit. Right? <laughs> when oh, I, I hate so Look at his smug little face. Bet. Stupid little beard and his ugly, <laughs> ugly face. I'm getting a sense that Adzo might be involved in this story, Tristan. And James Robinson, so the running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, has scored two touchdowns, which he did. Anyway, no, my real you're fucking kidding right goes to every single Rabbitohs supporter who lives in the actual southern Sydney region of Sydney. Yeah. All of my neighbours. Because this is what happened. Not only did they... Uh, uh, experience a power outage. Uh, so there's about 3,000 homes in the suburbs. Is that of right? Coogee, Randwick, Kensington, and Kingsford. None had, of them South Sydney. Had a, uh, of course they all are. Had Kensington? A, Kensington. Anything south of like Bondi Junction is kind of South Sydney territory. Really? They don't, they don't go for the roosters out there? Randwick is kind of the border. Okay. That's where it uh-huh. kind of blurs the line. But anyway... They experienced a power outage, thank you, Ozgrid, uh, which <laughs> meant that 3,000 homes lost power 
to their televisions and electrics from between, I think, 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. on grand final night, so last night. Shit, really? So they only caught the last 20 minutes of the game. Uh, Not only that, they then went on to, of course, lose by two points Mm -hmm. in what was uh, a very good uh, grand final. I'm it was a great believe. grand final. I didn't watch yeah. most of it, but I'm believe- no, I believe it. It's no, I was watching. I was watching the Squid Game, but I was <laughs> yeah. checking the checking the updates on my phone as I came in, catching up on Mayor of Easttown, and uh, <laughs> and I'm led to believe that the refs were on the take. Uh, it was very oh, favourable so. towards yep. the Panthers. Um, and to add insult to injury, uh, to Oo Brian to Oo to I don't know how you pronounce his name. No, you were right the first time. Okay. He proposed to his girlfriend after winning the grand final. And I mean, you know, just if you're a Rabbitohs supporter, what do you think? Not only have you not really seen most of the game, not only have you lost in a nail biter, you know, you kind of, oh, we got a power back. Oh, it's close. We're going to win. No, you didn't. Oh, the refs fucked you over. And then like, a Panthers, support, Panthers player just gets down on his knee and proposes to his fiance and says, hey, I'm just going to throw this in there as well. So if I was a Rabbitohs uh, supporter enjoying this, I'd be going, fuck, you got to be fucking kidding me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure it was the proposal that really set them over the edge. <laughs> that's, um, the, that's the cherry on the top, bro. It's the cherry on the top. Yep. That's the cherry on the top. Like, um, you, you haven't got it all. You're, you're all, all having a great time looking at the Panthers players going, oh, you guys are all celebrating and enjoying it. That's fun. This guy gets up and goes, hey, I'm going to make my life even better or worse, depending on who you ask. Well, no, <laughs> I, I like to think, are you having a you having a rough lockdown there, teammate? Yeah. <laughs> over <laughs> soon, mate. Are you okay? Um, I like to think that perhaps indeed uh, the Panthers supporters were pretty pissed off about that one as well. Um, And the reason for that is uh, I came to learn uh, when I was in Brazil for the World Cup in 2014 that um, when Brazil last won the World Cup and Cafu held the World Cup trophy aloft, he mouthed the words, this is for you and his wife's name. And uh, so World Cup winning Cafu is widely hated in Brazil because you don't win it for your wife, you win it for the people. Yep. Um, which yep. was right. fas- really? fascinating to me that they're like, no, we hate him. I'm Love like, it. He- World Cup winning captain. Yeah. They're like, yeah, but he dedicated it to his wife. This is for the people. And I'm like, whoa, I actually <laughs> love that. you guys are intense. That's I cool. That. 100%. Ice That's cold. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cafu, you prick. All right. Yep. Uh, well, Phil, how do we start? <laughs> that's our hero of the week. Uh, <laughs> so for me, uh, as always in the Premier League, but it's it's quite loose here, is uh, Watford have sacked their manager just seven games into the season, despite uh, them having only just been promoted last season and them in oh. a reasonably healthy fifteenth place, um, which would normally <laughs> not not be. Substantial news, but but you know the manager could be right, rightly saying you're fucking kidding me, right? Um, but really, it was me that was saying you're fucking kidding me, right? Because I'd I'd gone all this time without knowing that the manager of Watford is a guy named Cisco. Oh wow, really? 
And as soon as I heard this, yeah. the article faded into oblivion and all I could hear was the thong song. Thong song, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Cisco like the thong song. Of course it And I had to immediately try to find out whether this was the Cisco. Oh, and then, tell me it's and then the Cisco. I was, I was deeply disappointed to find that it's a different Cisco and it's even spelled with an X. Yeah, and I just said, or anything? And I just said, you're going to be fucking kidding, right? Like this was the perfect <laughs> story and it was over. And uh you know, I spent the rest of the day kind of trotting along to the sound of the thong song in my head. So, uh, dun, dun, you know, dun, dun. just to confirm, out of everything that happened in sport this week, you're fucking kidding, right? Is when you found out that Cisco, manager of Watford, yeah. wasn't the Cisco who created the thong song. Yeah, for the I nutty mean, professor soundtrack. I mean, I mean, when you put it that way. <laughs> oh my god. I, I'm not, and also, by the way, I'm not saying I don't love it. I fucking love it, but I'm just saying that that's what's relative to you. I can also say if it had turned out that he was the same Cisco, we'd probably have the same reaction. It's like, you're fucking kidding, kidding, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm sort of making it my mission in this new segment to make you guys say you're fucking kidding, right? Like, that's (laughs) that's the aim of the game. What's the most obscure... Random piece of sports news. Well, I could as possibly Adam accurately find. said, if it, if it, if he had been the same Cisco, we would have said that same thing so, together. You know yeah. what? Maybe you could just somehow squeeze Cisco into every. You're fucking kidding, right? From now on, in and we'll be right. I mean, that's the aim. That's the aim. And if we don't get a sound clip from the thong song at the end or beginning of this one, I I, I don't even know why we're making this podcast. It's been ages since we've had a cease and desist. This is purely a thing, so I just put in the thong song. Yeah. You know what? Find a different Cisco song. <laughs> Just to fuck with Phil. Is there a different Cisco song? See if he's got, if he's got anything else out there. Or the radio edit. <laughs> he's not that, it'd be pretty funny if he was the actual CEO of the company Cisco. Oh, Cisco. Yeah. Like, yeah. Net, network company. Yeah, network yep. company. Yeah. yeah. Servers like a truck. 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 <laughs> Bits like what? 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 I'll do it again. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, home, so- baby. Here we are. Here we are. It's been grand final weekend. It's the last day of the season. There's a big collective sigh of relief from all the boys out there that made it. Scandal free. Just here to play football. Be heroes for the kiddies. Well, of course. Except popular Bulldogs forward. Offer Hickey Ogden, who was charged with alleged drugs possession Saturday night. And literally, it's like one of those old cop movies. You know, all the other Bulldogs players looking sadly at his mugshot going, well, he had one day left to retirement. And more true than (laughs) usual in this case, considering Ogden has been told on Saturday that he was not having his contract renewed next year. Whether or not that decision was what drove the young man to console himself with a bag or two of the old devil's dandruff remains unclear. In the last few weeks, we've had Ogden, We've had the Storm players, Cameron Munster, Brandon Smith, and Chris Lewis caught on camera, as Tristan, I think you mentioned last week, with the white powder, as well as Warriors fullback Reese Walsh just the year before that. What happened to the good old days? We just got high enough playing quality footy with your mates. I'm sure those clean-cut, straight-laced old-school footy legends like Ben Barber, Sean Kenny Dow, Todd Carney, and the rest of them are all reading this news and all giving a collective... You're fucking kidding, right? So sort it out, NRL. And fellas, for God's sake, learn to keep your noses clean. I don't think that the NRL can 
learn to keep their noses clean. Look, and, and honestly, the best thing about this story is it had a real classic sports down vibe. Yeah, it did. It did. It's good to have it back. It's good to have it back. It is, and it is ridiculous, and and it's incredible how much I've actually seen the NRL Integrity Unit rock up in all over the news lately. All over the news. But just 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 to move away from the all the scandal for a second, one more quick fucking kidding me right. Can I just talk about Tom Brady one more time? Tom Brady has become the NFL's all time leading passer, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have edged past the Patriots nineteen seventeen as New England's favorite son made an emotional return to Foxborough on Sunday night. Tristan, what do you think about Tom Brady? Is he the best athlete that's ever been or what? Yeah, good call. And and, and that, that was going to be one of my you fucking kidding rights because I was thinking for every Patriots fan, Bill Belichick, the Patriots coach, because they actually got to a, uh, a, a game winning, close to a game winning opportunity and Nick Falk, uh, the kicker for the Patriots had an opportunity to put the Pats in in front, and he hit the uh, the the side post as a fifty one oh, yard no. field goal, and he hit the side post, and it made such a loud donk it ricocheted. <laughs> like you could hear, it. I actually thought like something had like something had like it was almost sound like a bomb had gone off in the stadium. Like, it was this <laughs> bong! It was actually the ball hitting the post. So uh, yeah, no, absolutely, uh, Brady. If I can communicate me right, like just stop being. A- Stop being yeah. who you are. It's enough. Leave a little for the rest of us, mate. Be fucking more like the NRL players and start sniffing more of the white stuff in public. Like, <laughs> just make it a bit more human for us because it's enough already. Not one man shouldn't be so squeaky clean, good looking, and 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 successful. It's not fair to all of us. It's it's the same as the Pandora Papers. It's a Pandora Papers situation. He's hoarding all the talent. He's keeping it all to himself. Yep. Share it out. Share it out. Share it out, mate. Share Honestly, it out. just share it out. And all I can hear is the spice melange. <laughs> the spice melange. <laughs> you know, share it. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, it's a bad week to be a Patriots fan. And that moves us on to it's a bad week to be in general. All night long, let me see that It's a bad week to be. We're wrapping up the show. By the way, Adzo, with our new format, are you updating us with the PGA winners anymore or have you given up on that? Uh, well, we don't have a spot for it, but no, we, we don't. Do. I just like the fact that you... I just love hearing you mention golfers that no one has ever <laughs> heard of. It, there's something that arouses me about it, but it's fine. That's probably okay. my own... You, are you going to mention it this week? or No, I'm not. But I just was interested. It's fine. Uh, Sam Burns did win, but apart from that, uh, I just love here. It doesn't. It doesn't count coming from me. It counts coming from you. I, I like that it was Sam at the Sand because it was the Sanderson Farms Championship this week. So Sam Ooh. at the Sand has a certain ring to it. Oh, I like the that. fact that you knew what golfing tournament oh, was. Just I was ready to go. <sighs> Sorry, I just need a moment. Uh, <laughs> all right, put it away. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's a bad week to be. Uh, our last segment. Uh, it is a bad week to be. Um, and I started the last segment. So, Adam, you want to go? It's a bad yes, week it's to be. a bad week to be a Korean man with a telephone. And I'll tell you why. It turns out <laughs> the hit show Squid Game, yes. which I'm about six eps into and Love loving. I'm, Tristan, you I think you're watching. episode six yet? Yes, I've watched episode six. Yes, I've watched. Whew. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That was roughest Whew. one yet. But yeah. I'm I'm loving every second of it. And you know what? Turns out that that phone number 
that they used, that they had the contestants call uh, to join the game. Yes. On the business card with the three shapes on oh, it. Yeah, no. it was an actual phone oh, number. No. <laughs> and the guy who owns that phone number oh, no is way. currently receiving 4,000 calls a day <laughs> from people wanting to join the Squid Game. Amazing. And first off, I'm absolutely hoping these people haven't yet made it through to the end of the first episode or they're clearly a bunch of psychopaths. But you have to feel for the guy who's getting hundreds of calls an hour, day and night, all because of the producers not wanting to use one of those 555 numbers that we've all gotten used to. One little ray of sunshine, though, for the bloke. A Korean politician has now offered the man a hundred grand Australian to purchase the number, I suppose, seeing as it's the best way to meet broke, murderous nutbags, which is the demographic most political parties aspire to reach these days. So bad week to be the bloke with the phone, but a bit of a silver lining at the end of it. Oh, good. And I love, you know, that's one of those things which, <laughs> you know, hats off to American movie and TV producers who or directors who always put in some obviously bogus number. They always know it, you know, like the Simpsons did the Klondike thing for like, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't even know what Klondike really meant, but I just got it as a, it doesn't really matter what it means. They're yeah. just doing it. So you can't call this number. number down. Yeah. Every now and then they put a real number in, but if you call it, it's like some, you know, Easter egg about the movie or that sort of thing. But these guys, they just, they just fucked it. (laughs) This poor guy. He's uh, having dinner with his wife. Who was that? The weirdest call. I just got the weirdest. Hey, wait, the phone's ringing again. (laughs) And that's the wrong kind of show to get a call. Like, you don't want to be assimilated with a show like that. You don't want to be talking to those fans. Fantastic. Epic. Epic. Great call, Adzo. Great call. Uh, look, I was uh, needless to say, I was going to, I was going to say, it's a bad week to be the New South Wales Liberal Party slash Gladys Berejiklian slash John Barillaro slash all of this clusterfuck that's going on here. But I think yeah. we've covered that enough, and so I'm going to have to go a little more lighthearted. With uh, it's a bad week to be the wallet of anybody not in lockdown as uh, the new James Bond movie smashes the box office records around the world as everybody Did returns it? to the movies. 88 million pounds in 54 countries worldwide that it's launched in. Game on. Daniel Craig's last Bond is on fire. I didn't know there was a new James Bond movie. What's it? No Time to Die, right? (laughs) That's it. That's it. I have learned something today. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that dogs laid eggs. And it's going to be Craig's last Bond, right? We've got a new Bond. I think, is that a lady Bond next time round? Um... Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. They were talking about it as, they, as, as they do, and, and Daniel yeah. Craig wasn't having wasn't wasn't having it. But yeah, yeah, we'll we'll find out on that. But yeah, this is Daniel Craig's last one, so I think it's his yeah. fifth. It's been a hell of an era for the Bond franchise. It's getting pretty good reviews, and uh, it's good to see as a, as a person who absolutely loves everything that the cinema experience is. It's good to see everybody going back in droves. Um, get in. Yeah, prop, prop it bond. all back up. Just, just what we need to uh, to kickstart this failing industry again. 100%. I, like, I like that it's in the cinemas. It's not just being released straight to streaming. Yep. So yep. yeah, good luck. Fantastic. That's very exciting. I uh, I'm excited by that. I have not been following the uh, the James Bond production film news, and uh, that's that's awesome. And so so wait, so you're saying it's smashing box office records for, for the Craig's... last two years? It would be, wouldn't it? it would yeah, be since de- the start of lockdown. He, like, he, well, yeah, uh, that's what I mean. Like, is it relative or is it 
in like total. No Time to Die, which received its world public premiere in the UK at midnight, because Bond always premieres in the UK, yeah. has also bro- broken international pandemic box office records, yeah. making making 119 million yeah. uh, in the first weekend. Basically. Yeah, because previously that um, the Shang Chi Legend of the Ten Rings, the new Marvel movie, was yep. like was picked as okay. This is the one that's brought it all back. This is the new, yep. new benchmark. But yeah, good yep. to hear James Bond kicking it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. First title from a Hollywood studio to crack a hundred million without opening in China. So wow. that's uh, you know game on. Everybody's going back to the cinema. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's post pandemic stuff. But uh, it's good. Mate, so the, the COVID's gone in the states now. I'm just going to quickly check world meters, mate. It's been gone. <laughs> it's been gone since they voted Trump out. You know. Oh, yeah. uh, I see. <laughs> and by the way, uh, shout out twice. <laughs> oh. None of us mentioning Sean Connery in our uh, other podcast this week. No, no, no. So, uh, we, 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 we made that mistake one too know. many times. And we I even know. made it to like 50 minutes into this podcast before you invoked the name. Thanks, Tristan. I know. I know. I had to do it. I had to bring it. Well, you brought up James Bond. How can I not? You just br- you just came full circle. I did bait you. Let's be yeah, honest. You did. Yeah. I thought we brought up James Bond when we talked about um, what was we the did. name of that You're lady right. that sang Sangria. Green. I think, I think her name was Sangria Green. CeeLo Green, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, all right. I'm uh, I'm going to finish up uh, It's a Bad Week to Be. It's a Bad Week to Be Atlantic. <laughs> Sheena Easton. Sangria Sheena Green. I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's a Bad Week to Be Atlantic Salmon. Uh, and that is because this week uh, it is the start of Fat Bear Week in the Katmai National Park and Preserve in Alaska. What is uh, Fat Bear Week, I hear you ask? Fat Bear Week is a, it started as a single day event uh, about, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, uh, in which people who are in the park are trying to photograph or capture uh, shots of large, uh, I suppose it's grizzly bears. I don't know bears, brown bears, black bears. I don't really know mm-hmm. what the difference is between all the bears, because it is they're about to go into Color. hibernation. So they're obviously the winter's <laughs> coming up. What did you say? Color. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, they're about to go into oh, hibernation. So good, and uh, and and. For that, they they suddenly pop out and they got to just basically consume as much food as is hum- as yeah. is bear- bearingly possible. <laughs> and uh, so the Atlantic salmon are their uh, prey of choice. Uh, this week particularly is where they are actually eating just way more than they normally would. And there's actually a competition this year. So people go online and vote for what they think looks like the fattest bear out of all of the photos or videos taken. So oh, really? for all the Atlantic salmon out there, it's a bad week to be you because the bears of colour are out and they're yeah. looking for you and you're probably not going to survive. So, But apparently apparently, the Atlantic salmon are doing very well and they're thick and fat and they're in good numbers. So that whole thing about global warming, apparently it was a whole farce. So it's a bad week to be uh, someone who cares about the environment because it turns out you were wrong. I mean, this took, yeah. this took a this took a severe deep yep. right wing turn, didn't it? Though? Certainly yeah. towards the end, like it just bang. I was like, oh yeah, yep. There's bears. I'm picturing Yogi Bear. I'm going into a happy <laughs> place. They're laying. They're stealing picnic baskets and eating a lot of salmon. This all feels very wholesome. And then bam. But don't you don't you don't you have, do you have this same feeling like whenever 
I, I'm not anti, you know, the world's going to shit, but do you ever always have this like feeling like whenever you hear good news story about the environment, you're kind of like, I, I don't know, I kind of like, it's like a scapegoat. Well, can't be too bad if we didn't lose a percentage of Fiji to the ocean this year. I guess <laughs> Oh, it can't be too bad. It's, you know, it's like what Trump said, you know, look at this extreme winter we're having. And you talked about global warming, please. It's like, there's a part of me that goes, oh, the salmon are okay. I guess, I guess everything's going to be all right. No, the good news is always like what, the really terrible news we expected wasn't quite as terrible as we expected. Yes, so good so news, true. everybody. Yep. Good news, everyone. We're not almost about to die. <laughs> and the and the the uh, the uncomfortable thing about that whole thing is that nobody wants to admit that when Trump says something, very often we really want that thing to be true. It's like he's coming out with it, and you're like, oh, God, man, I. I some part of me really does want to latch on to that just lie. Believe that, yeah. That's, that's why he got so many votes, man. Hundred percent. If I could just Maybe believe, right, it's man. all fine. I'm gonna be a good time. All right. Well, uh, let's. We've got a quick. We've got a few chappy ass. So let's let's answer one and then okay. uh, wrap let's up the show. One. And and I'm just gonna put in a little a little uh, final little guest. Um, bad to bad to be. Uh, and and that is it's it's a bad week to be a very particular old episode of The Simpsons. Uh, and I found myself today watching the Soapbox Derby Racer episode oh, yeah. of The Simpsons. Absolute classic. Wait, is that got Bill Cosby reference? In which in, in which um, Homer is uh, is looking at how to interact with Bart, and he pulls out the Bill Cosby fatherhood, fatherhood book. Bill Cosby <laughs> <laughs> and takes his advice and connects with his son. And I'm like, mm, Bill yeah. Cosby, you've done it again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is not aged well. That's this awesome. is not aged well one fucking bit. That's anyway, right. oh boy. Anyway, That's and onward right. to Chappie asks. <laughs> Wrapping up the show with a little chappy asks. Uh, I'll give another honoured bad week to be. It's a bad week to be me because the beer won. Oh, you're and, not going to finish uh, it? I, oh, you were I so can. boldly claiming that, T-Man. Fuck off, Bill. <laughs> All right. I love if you if you question Tristan's manhood when it comes to beer drinking for a second, it's the most aggressive I've ever seen him. Oh, like, I knew we'd never finish this one. The moment I took one sip, I knew we had no chance. Every every moment I've known Tristan, he's such a man of peace, but you question his beer drinking chops and he's like, fuck you, Bill. No. <laughs> and I'm also I'm still in, I'm still drinking. I just I'm having my my, my hazy. I just I I, I just don't think I can finish this. Anyway, the good chappy. Our chappy has asked a few uh, really nice uh, uh, chappy asks. I'm going to pick one. Pick a um, good one. Dear Friedman Podcast, when you are old and in a home, the staff suggest downloading a classic video game to keep your, your facilities from going the same way as your lazy bladder control. What game do you ask to keep your mind limber and entertained? What a great mm. question. That's a great question. I'll start. I'll, I mean, yeah. I'll jump in. Like, if, first off, you want to think something like simple. Yeah. Simple is so important. Uh, so straight away, my mind's going to Tetris. But you know what? Tetris is a bit blocky, a bit kind of same, same. Yep. You want a little splash of color. You want a little, you want a, maybe a little bit of Nintendo in there. I'm thinking Dr. Mario. Really? Again, classic nice. Dr. Mario. And you know what? Who's more used to tablets raining down than someone in an old folks' home? Those guys are going to know how to sort. Order by color, consistency, 
boom, Dr. Mario experts. That's my pick right there. Definitely didn't see that coming. Nice pick. Phil? It's a great question. It's good to have a chappy asks back. This one's this one's high quality. So my uh, the first place my my mind went to is Super Mario World. Um, That's where mine went. That's what I was because thinking. Because yeah. it's it's simple. It's nice colors and it's timeless, and it's deep in terms of finding all the other stuff, um, secret levels and things like that. So you could definitely a million go ways hard you on it. End it. Yeah, a hundred percent. But um, but I, I so that's very close. But I think. In that particular scenario, the original The Sims, so that oh. I can live my life all over again and again and again and again right. in all the different ways. Yeah, reconnect with that lost love, make some different decisions, maybe go gay this time around. Hundred you know, <laughs> percent, incredible. It's amazing how Not quickly that. It's amazing how quickly that one came top of mind for you there, Adzo. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love that idea. This idea of like a really old person just sitting down and like firing up the Sims and like, yeah. I can be anything. I can do it all That's again. It. I can start That's over. It. I can de- decorate the house. I can be... A criminal, if I want, whatever. Well, that's that's what I was thinking too. It's like, mm. oh, so life would have been a lot better if I'd been a criminal. Like- <laughs> the Sims, love it. That's it. Tristan. That's it. Good pick. Uh, look, I'll go with. Uh, I, I was also thinking Super Mario World, but I'll be honest with you, I didn't. It, it's not as classic for me as Super Mario Brothers on Nintendo. Yeah, uh, it's just. Yep. You know, it, it's simple. I don't. I know that as my mind whittles away into an empty void, I'm not going to have to think too much about what the buttons are. Uh, my kids can play it, and yet for some reason, it just has unbelievable. It is almost the perfect platform game. It is. Yes. It is able to become back, come back to and play. You can challenge yourself to time or mm-hmm. warps or what it needs yep. to be. There's something about repeatability about that. It's always. You never. Who can pick up a Nintendo controller and not hear that music and not at least play at least through to either the first world ending or the first? I reckon through to through to one two one yeah the yeah. first warp part one yeah. two yeah you can just keep doing that. So I I reckon you could. There's always a, a, an extra second to shave off. Mm. So I'll go uh, I'll go with that. And if not that, I'll obviously fall out for New Vegas because no one. Cares. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, me. Yeah. such a good time! Such a good time. If it was me, I will say this: If it was Chappie and I in the same home, yeah, then it would probably be ten shoes Delta Stassen. Yeah, <laughs> that would be if I was watching him. He would choose that. I would Great choose game. either Madden or NCAA football, so oh, he yeah. could just watch me play and lose and berate me as I do mistakes. That's what he used to do. Mm. So, uh, and, and I have fond memories of it too. Great question, Chappie. Yeah, well done. Um, there you have it, Doctor Mario. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I used uh, to love Dr. Mario. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, it's cool. like, it's a little puzzle game. Really simple. You've got left, right, and then A, and it's just all the buttons you need. And it's all tablets, so they're going to get it. And you know what I love about that is that <laughs> as we get old and gray, when, one day when we've, you know, we've got dementia and I still, that's the one thing I'm going to remember about you, Adzo. And if Dr. we're in Mario. our age home, I'm just going to give you a copy of Dr. Mario. I'm not say, saying it's for me, mate. You yeah. want to play it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want my copy of Ocarina of Time and I'll just sit there and play through until the day I die. Yeah, the day I die. Nice one, guys. All right. Come on, up. Nintendo Switch Online, Nintendo 64. Strap in. It's They're happening, mate. We're getting yeah. there. All right, nice one, boys. Uh, happy October 4. Uh, again, go and listen to our other podcast uh, if you want to get your, your hit of um, our countdown for the week. 
And uh, until next week, where we hope to be recording live in person once again. This is hopefully the last time we're recording, at least and fully on Zoom for a while. Amazing, yeah. Uh, which is very exciting. Uh, stay safe, uh, get vaxxed, and um, enjoy the week. Strap out, gentlemen. Yeah.